Welcome to a series of talks about objective consciousness, an objective universe, and an objective way to awaken. Expanding upon the works of George I. Gurdjieff and Russell A. Smith. Today, I will share with you a telephone conversation between Russell and one of his students who attained consciousness just two weeks prior, wherein she not only reports her spectacular results, but also reflects on how the aphorisms are beginning to define her life. Whereafter, Russell explains how understanding eliminates questions, the value of memorizing by posture, the benefits of finding an objective way to awaken, as well as the pitfalls of not. Let's begin. Russell. Hello. How are you tonight? Student. I am terrific. Russell. You had a good week? Student. Yes, I had a very good week. The other day, at work, some people were chatting, and it was gossip, just gossip. And I didn't even feel the desire to repeat it. Things were so different. I was listening to them, and it was like someone else was listening to them. Two weeks ago, after you showed me how to awaken, all my old and usual ways of manifesting are now foreign to me. So much so, that I almost do not recognize myself. Things are so out of pattern, that last week I was muttering to myself, trying to figure out what had happened. However, as I am now seeing the world more and more through the eyes of my steward, I want less and less to know what happened, and only to ensure that it remains. Russell That is fantastic. Student And it just keeps going. Like I said, it is so different. The impressions that now come in are no longer being interpreted in the old way, which is quite amazing. I bet that is what is supposed to happen when Stuart arrives. Russell Yes, it is. The impressions that came in before you awoke are the same impressions that are coming in now. However, they are now coming in coated with a layer of impartiality. Student. Yes, sir, they are. Russell. And, as such, something in you is able to recognize that they are not something that you need to put stock in, which is really great. Student. Indeed it is. And I was able to observe that. That is, to observe that I feel differently about them. They all just pass by now, which is flat out a new pattern. So, that's what's been happening to me. 
In addition, a friend of mine came over this past weekend and noticed that all my little statues were gone. So he asked, What happened to your statues? To which I replied, I gave them away. He then queried, You gave them away? I did, I said. To which he remarked, Wow, I thought you treasured those. I did, I replied. But I now treasure myself more. After which, he just stood there. It was like he didn't even recognize me. Russell That shows how most people only know us by our identifications. Student Yes, it does. And, in truth, before I awoke, that was my life. Even my children only knew me by my identifications. But no more. Russell Good for you. Okay. What else has happened this week? Other than you being liberated from your statues. Student Well, as I now see the world differently, everything else has been going great. That is, I now see things for what they are. And, as such, I don't attach any unnecessary emotions to them. In fact, I went to a Christmas party at work by myself. And this time, I didn't care what people thought about me for coming alone. I just didn't care. Russell Congratulations, kid. When you are not identified and are not living an illusion, you are truly free. Whereas, if you are concerned about what others think of you, you have no freedom at all. So, I applaud you. Bravo! Okay. How did your Sunday meeting go? Student The Sunday before, everyone wrote down what they wanted to talk about this week. And, during the week, they considered what they were going to say. Then, in the second half of this week's meeting, we turned the chairs around and we all had five minutes to talk about our chosen topic. Russell did it go well? Student. Yes, it went very well. Russell. That's great. How is your reading going? Student. Well, I read some more of In Search of the Miraculous. Russell. Terrific. Can I ask if you memorized any more aphorisms. Student. Yes, indeed. I added nine more. I now know the first 18. And 
I will add another nine this week. And the next week. And the next week. Until I have all the aphorisms and the dogtails memorized. It is so interesting. So many things in life fall within the purview of the aphorisms and the dogtails that I can't wait to have memorized them all. I can almost see myself walking through life saying, that is dogtail number zero. That is the third aphorism. And there is dogtail number 47 and aphorism number 28, etc. Russell. Yes, that is so true. Like dogtail number 67 says, the truth is, truth applies. That being said, I am so glad that you are rapidly memorizing the aphorisms. If you encounter any snags, just remember that it is only a matter of time and practice, as well as making sure that you place them in as many different postures as you can. As such, no matter where you are in yourself, they will always be there. That is, say them out loud. Say them while walking. Say them while sitting. And say them while lying down. I remember seeing an Archie comic strip where Archie was practicing his flute for the school talent contest. He was laying on the living room floor with his feet up on a chair, playing the flute perfectly. Then, on the night of his performance, when the curtain opened, he just stood there. The curtain closed, and when it opened again, he was lying on the stage with his feet up on a chair, playing the flute perfectly. That is why I place everything I memorize in as many postures as I can. That way, I will be able to recall them when the curtain opens. Not to mention the fact that by memorizing them in many postures, I will not only be performing a vital mental exercise, but will also be putting a lot of good stuff in my brain. Stuff that will not only feed my soul, but will also allow me to occupy the place. In addition, sometimes I think about the movie Fahrenheit 451. Remember that one? Everyone was in a closed society, wherein Big Brother was burning all the books. Those who were fortunate enough to escape were tasked with memorizing one book so that they would be able to recite it to the others, thus preserving the tale of two cities. Whereas all we have to do is memorize a few aphorisms and some dogtails. That being said, I again applaud your efforts. It sounds like you not only are being rewarded by your memorization, 
but that your steward is keeping you impartially separated as well. So, congrats. Do you have any questions for me tonight? Student. No, I do not. Russell. Well then, what would you like to talk about? Are you done with medical school yet? Student. For now, but I go back mid-January. I have one more semester. It will be good to be done with that, because once that is out of the way, I will be able to spend much more time working on myself. Russell. Not to mention the fact that you will have a few more initials added after your name. Student. Yes, and a few more dollars added to my pocket as well. Russell. That's terrific. Student. What about you, Russ? What's new in your life? Russell. Well, let's see. What's new in my life? I just received Gurdjieff's original manuscript of Beelzebub's tales to his grandson. That's new. Student. Oh, wow! Russell. Yeah. One of my students in Oregon, who was with Gurdjieff during the last few years of his life, sent it to me. Student. Is it in English? Russell. Yes. Student. Oh, sweet. Russell. I was quite humbled. He's the student who left here just before you arrived. And, apparently, when he got back to Oregon, he immediately gathered together the manuscript that Gurdjieff gave him, had it photocopied, and then mailed it to me, along with several other discs, which contained the current version of Beelzebub's tales to his grandson, so that I would be able to cross-reference things. So I got that. Let's see. What else? I guess that's about it. Student. Well, Russ, I can't send you any manuscripts, and I do apologize for not having more questions. But, as I am getting great results, I do not have any. Russell. I am not surprised that you don't, and do not apologize for not having questions, as that is a good sign that you are getting answers. I had a very marvelous four-year weekly ventrilo class with a dozen students in California who, after coming here, completing the book, doing the objective exercise and awakening, requested that we have one. Then, in the month that followed, they all completed their 1001 words of memory work and received the master exercises and the double-or-nothing exercises. Their questions dwindled, year after year. So much so, 
that after four years they no longer had any questions, which was a great sign that they understood the things that I had been teaching them. That is, as soon as someone understands what is being taught, they will cease asking questions about it. So, at that point, we collectively decided to end our weekly classes. Now, we communicate via email. Or, if they just want to hang out and chat, we arrange a get-together on Google Meet. Student I understand, Russ. You have answered most of my questions as well. And, at present, the rest are being answered by my steward. Russell Well, that's terrific. Your steward and I both get to witness your results. And the more results we see, the fewer questions we expect you to have. Student Did I tell you that my ex once wanted to have everything in the house except for my books? Russell No, you didn't. But fortunately, he was willing to leave you the most valuable stuff. Student <laughs> Indeed he was. But, you know, I can now see myself reaching a point where I don't need the books either, as I will have the truth inside myself. Russell That's correct. Just like long ago, you got rid of the books that taught you how to add. And, if your steward keeps on doing what he has been doing, many of your old fourth-way books will also fade into oblivion. Of course, there is one more thing that you still need to attain. Your master. And, seeing how, it usually takes some time for someone's steward to become fully acclimated and for them to complete their 1,001 words of memory work and receive the master exercises and the double or nothing exercises, we, fortunately, will be able to maintain our weekly phone calls for at least a while, which I am very happy about, as that will allow me to further witness you becoming free. Besides, I like hearing you say things like, Guess what, Russ? This week... I understood what Paul meant in the Bible when he said, in this world, but not of it, as none of the things outside of me are getting into me. It is as if only my thoughts and clarity are now moving through life. It is so amazing. There is just no unsureness in me anymore. I just am. Russell and you are already starting to get those results, as indicated by how you felt about going to the Christmas party by yourself and by giving away your statues. As such, 
I will make this claim. Hear ye, hear ye. To all who find an objective way to awaken, the journey will become quite easy. However, to those who do not, the journey will be non-existent. Fortunately, you were able to find an objective way to awaken, which is why it is so easy for you to do the things that need to be done. Contrarily, most other seekers get stopped at the very beginning, as they received the wrong information. And even if they did receive some correct information, it would be nigh impossible for them to distinguish the real from the unreal. And to make matters even worse, most people have the propensity to pursue the spectacular instead of the practical. That is, they would rather read someone else's mind instead of controlling their own. Not to mention the fact that many folks already believe that they can do such things. Yikes! How can anyone attain enlightenment if they already believe they possess it? Furthermore, when most folks start to pursue some esoteric work, there is usually a part of themselves that does not want to change. And as such, they are unable to give away their statues. But not you. Or, if they imagine themselves to be a serious work student, and then somehow are able to burst through that illusion, destroy their buffers, and see themselves for what they truly are, they will find that view most distasteful. As such, the old adage still holds true. To a sleeping man, seeing the truth of self will make him cringe. Whereas, to a conscious man, it will be expected. That being said, let's analyze what your work, as well as the work of those in your group, looked like before you all awoke. Number one. You showed up every week and bantered around some work ideas. Number two. You read various workbooks and mimicked various teachings. Number three. You gathered for dinner once a month and drank some wine. But what did any of you do to change your being? That is, what can you now do that you could not do yesterday? In truth, none of you took very much from the work. Instead, you all tried to put your beliefs into it. Just like the seeker who contacted me did. 
he was very much into Carlos Castaneda and Don Juan. So much so that he wanted to put Carlos Castaneda and Don Juan into everything I told him about the work. And as such, it took me several months to change that behavior. Fortunately, he stopped trying to put Carlos Castaneda and Don Juan into the work. And instead, finally began to put the work into Carlos Castaneda and Don Juan. After which, I invited him to Texas to take the journey. Which he then did. And as such, he awoke. Or, as I once said to some other students, why do you guys want to get together and read some workbook that was written by someone who never awoke anyone? To which they replied, well, because for the past 30 years, that is what we've always done. Fortunately, after I pointed out how absurd that was, they quickly stopped. They still get together. However, when they do, they now study octaves and the laws of world creation and world maintenance. And if they do get a hankering to read something, they read the blueprint of consciousness, as that was the book which woke them up. I have seen many similar things in life, like how people constantly purchase new esoteric books because they found no answers in the ones that they already have. And unfortunately, if they do find a book with substance, they will be inclined, by habit, to read another book, rather than to do the exercises that were suggested in the one that had substance. Do you remember the Bible passage about the merchant, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. I believe that most people who hear that story say, yeah, I would do that too. However, when they find one pearl of great price, they do not. I guess people get afraid when they find something that rings true. Because, if they obtain it, they will be tasked with actually having to work on themselves. That being said, seeing truth of self is a very powerful thing, as it forces one to confront what they are. And, as you, my lady, have recently attained your steward, and have started to see the truth of yourself, I do understand why you gave away your prized statues. Student Indeed you do, Ross. Indeed you do. Okay. On another front, I do have a question. I know that being attracts your life which makes me wonder why I am still alone. That is, after almost 15 years of being divorced, 
I am still not in a relationship. Is it because my being was not high enough? Or is it because I have had other pursuits that were more important? Russell Well, it is hard for me to answer that. I do know that two weeks ago you woke up, as I was there. And since then, you have indicated how much your being has changed. So, give it a while. Perhaps, in time, others will also notice the change in your being. And when they do, they will indicate to you that they would like to have a relationship with you. However, as you said, if one is involved in other pursuits that they deem are important, they just might be oblivious to the suitors who are standing on the corner. But, fortunately, since you have acknowledged that, as well as have acknowledged your own blossoming, I suggest that every once in a while you stop your other pursuits and check to see who is standing on the corner. Student Yes, the latter is most definitely true. Since I started working with you, I myself have noticed my own blossoming. I just hope that others will soon notice it as well. However, the other day, when I was with someone, they said something that described the old me. It was as if they could not see the new me. Russell Yes, unfortunately, that is law-conformable. It is going to be hard for those who have had frequent contact with you to see you any differently. Student So, are you saying that if someone says something that describes the old me, that I should simply turn it around? Russell Well, in a sense. But don't turn it around on them. Turn it around on you. Inwardly smile and say to yourself, that's law conformable. And then do a threefold attention exercise and use that emotion. Student. I got it, Russ. Thank you very much. Russell. Fantastic. And you, my lady, are most welcome. It sounds like you have had a couple of fantastic weeks. And I understand that you have already scheduled your next visit. Student. Yes, sir, I did. Which I am very much looking forward to. This time, you will have to put up with me for two weeks. Russell. Haha, <laughs> you will never be a burden as it says in aphorism number 15. I love him who loves work. And, to make your stay even more pleasurable, we have just added a posturepedic mattress to the guesthouse. Student. 
I don't think that will make my stay any better, as it has nothing to do with the mattress, the pillow, the blanket, or any other external things. It only has to do with me, and with my inner world. Russell. Bravo. Student. Indeed. Thank you very, very much, Russell. So far, it has been a most fantastic year. One that is now ending in a way more spectacular than anything else I could have imagined. Russell. Yeehaw on that. It has been a fantastic year for the school as well. I am so fortunate to have found a group of folks in Phoenix, Arizona that are so interested in these ideas that they all wished to pursue them. Together, you can't do anything but grow. Okay, that probably wraps things up for us. Have a wonderful Christmas. Student. You too, Russ. Good night. That concludes today's podcast. Thank you for listening. If you would like to have a fantastic year, one that ends in a way more spectacular than anything else you can imagine, simply visit our website, thedogteachings.com, and acquire Mr. Smith's book, The Blueprint of Consciousness, a 520-page hardback, which is also available as a PDF download. There, you'll be able to listen to other talks, obtain diagrams, animations, supporting videos, and much, much more. But, most importantly, consciousness will be within your grasp. That's thedogteachings.com In addition, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under The Dog Teachings. Furthermore, we have two Zoom classes for assistance. One is for the purchasers of Mr. Smith's book, and the other is for those who have obtained the master exercises and the double or nothing exercises. That's T-H-E-D-O-G-T-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-S dot com. Thanks again for listening. Goodbye. Until next time.